Hello? Hello? Danger! Club. New Year, New Danger Club! Well, it's the same, really, but, you know. Enjoy the episode. Previously on the Danger Club podcast. Should I get down off the dinosaur with the monkey, sends him on his way. <laughs> Kill <laughs> it! Kill it! So Trumba is marked on some maps. It is now a demon-haunted ruin of a city. And it's got one star on Quest Advisor. <laughs> Seriously, and you think I'm the evil one? Is this person a demon that's got the curse breaker? That I don't know. I just wanted you to know that you really hurt me. <sighs> no time to kill. Cool, cool. I mean, I mean, never mind. The adventure continues now. It is 2022, everyone. Shut yeah, it is. Ooh. All the twos. Oh, my goodness. The fourth calendar year in which the Danger Club podcast has existed. That is a wow. shocking number to get to um Tis. how's everyone feeling everyone feeling positive this uh this new yeah. year 22 yo 22 don't I mean, say that don't say no, that it could get worse that about the, oh my god i mean it could be all right yeah remember when we said that <laughs> <laughs> we said that in I'm 2016 a, we were like it can't get any worse i'm i am a charred wreckage of a of a man i think so, uh, yeah I think james is kind of right i think you know there's that 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 famous message that says you know 2019 broke me 2020 changed me 2021 stabilized me and 2022 will send me screaming off into the woods to live among the animals and the darkness and fire <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's a famous one, is it? It's, it's, a, it's, a, famous, it's a famous saying, Drum. I've heard of it. Let's be honest. It's the 3rd of January today. We're all husks of human beings at that point. We've not gotten over New Year's Eve yet. But True we can uh, settle back and enjoy a bit of podcast nonetheless. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Danger Club podcast. Hey, yo. Me. My, pantomime, my pantomime finished yesterday. Congrats, oh, Colin. Oh, pantomime. Well oh. Uh, how was it? Did you enjoy it? I don't know. I'm, I haven't done it yet. It's a weird no, like, no. concept. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm talking about it in pr- past tense. When I was, uh, you like that person that heckled you? Uh, I love that person that heckled you. Oh, my God. Colin. So funny. Yeah. That was me. That was, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah that was yeah. really thanks, funny. Thanks for coming, everyone, by the way. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, pleasure. A whole Danger Club audience. It was great. We've got. Um, we can talk retroactively about all the New Year's Eve gigs that we've done, and uh, but also haven't done at the same time. Yeah. Um, I was in. I was in the woods. Uh, I am and will be in the woods in Somerset doing an exclusive party for two nights on New Year's Eve. That's right, two nights that I have done. How are they stretching it? Uh, how are they stretching New Year's over two nights? How are they doing that? I don't, I are they don't changing know. the calendar? Probably a lot of booze. When I was coming, ah. up, when I was coming up with the creatives for the, for the client, we, me, me and the event organizer, we were all saying like, okay, so we'll do like a really good like literature based like woodlands animals like inference of various texts. I guess we'll hint at like the Mad Hatter in there from Alice in Wonderland. Gone to the client, the client came back and went, we just want it to be the Mad Hatter's tea party now, and all the creatives <laughs> and all the performers are like, yeah. we've done it a million times. It's yeah, literally yeah, every man. party we do. But fine. <laughs> so I was, we get it. We get it. We get it. Mad Hatters. I was a uh, a couple of months ago, back in the back at the end of October, back at back at Halloween. Remember those good days? It's the uh, see, it's, mm-hmm. it's it's Scott's favourite part no. of the year now. It's now closer to Halloween than it is to next Christmas. Um, you get most of the year <laughs> for that. 
and then we get a little bit for Christmas. But back back at Halloween, I was uh, I was at work at the um, uh, at the restaurant club that I um, I stage manage at, and we we're about to have one last act go on, and um, our publicist comes over and goes, "Oh, in the corner over there, that's rudimental." Um, over in the corner, can you can you have the act go over and make get the burlesque act to go and make a fuss over them? So I had to go and so she went over and made a fuss, and I had to go and retrieve clothes from Rudimental. And I'm just like, I'm like, can I have the glove and that glitter? I don't need the glitter. You can keep the glitter. And in my head, I'm just like, you played WrestleMania. This is weird. Um, you know, and I get the stuff back off them. I was like, oh, that's good. We made a big thing of them. And then I walked away and then realized they're all dressed as the cast of Alice in Wonderland because it's Halloween. And I'm like, is that Rudimental or is this the greatest blag in history? Like, the group of yeah, people yeah, turned yeah. up. Dressed. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what that is? Do you know what that is over there? That's rudimental, that is. <laughs> He's going to spend a lot of money in here if you uh, let us in. That's all I want. To, I'm still not convinced. I still don't know whether rudimental is a person or a group. Um, uh, having having done that, I'm just like yeah. there was a whole table of them. It could have been rudimental and his and their friends, or it could have been the rudimentals. I don't know. <laughs> Classic. I love the idea of the rudimentals, like they're a family, man. Uh, here we go. This is Bobby Rudimental over here. Uh, this is Aunt Sally Rudimental. She's like, kind of crazy. Uh, Rudy and the Menthols. Um, <laughs> Rudy and the yeah, Menthols. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Barbershop mints based, uh, you know, sort of quartet. Oh, oh, Grandpa Rudimental. Uh, and they all smoke menthol cigarettes, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wonderful. Uh, so we um great stuff. We're picking up our we're picking up out in the jungle um on a uh, on a in quest a towards a in a jungle. A demon haunted city. We've been in the jungle in a, in a jungle for like 30 something episodes. I had to do it again. I mean, like, all of these presumably all of these like going to have some kind of drum and bass like yeah, 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 you know, yeah. A, yeah. aka jungle, you know, sort of beat underneath all of them man, all the sound. I'm literally just playing jungle yeah. under yeah, this now. That's right. That's, that's all we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> it's um so you're um you you've had a day out there you've you've begun your trek towards the demon haunted city of holy zatrumba realize that um there could be many dangers ahead of you fulton may be principally one of them either to himself or to all of you once he starts trying to become the gorilla king (laughs) yes i will have that crown (laughs) Just loves a crown. I, I, I've genuinely thought, like uh, that, you know, that there'd been a character arc where he'd like grown up and got all serious. And he threw the. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, yeah when MZ passed away, but he did all he that. He seems yeah. to have come full circle. He's just <laughs> right come back around yeah. to just wanting all the crowns again. He just wants all the crowns. Doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, Fulton got a bit serious for a while, didn't he? It was a yeah, bit, yeah, it was yeah, about yeah, time like, that he said he he wasn't doing any more of that quote character shit end quote. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no character. Yeah, shit. I remember that crown shit. Now. Crown shit. No character shit. Crown shit. I think that's what yeah. Prince Harry said when he left the royal family. <laughs> I like don't want any more of that crown shit. Someone just comes into the court of the ma- of Mad King Fulton. Fulton's there in his, <laughs> in his crown pushing an axe through somebody's chest they're like what are you doing your grace they're like crown shit leave me alone <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so dark but we I don't want to I don't want to distract from a lovely character moment with Caragor and Shania as well discussing their monkey situation yeah, well, I mean, like, I, I was just saying to Scott off air, actually, you know, like, I think, um, you know, they've, they've gotten surely to the point by now 
um, where they can deal with, you know, they've got conflict resolution, you know, things, you know. I, I mean, possibly this is maybe one of the first times that that they've managed to discover it, but also they had more time, you know, to sort of process what had happened. Obviously, something had to be dealt with there. Like, um, but, you know, the thing is, they, you know, they both had... Like no, like no one was in the wrong necessarily, you know. It was one of those complicated situations, you know. And you just need to, you know, express your feelings to each other. Um, we, uh, you know, I, th- I was very conscious. I didn't want it to turn into an episode of EastEnders where they have a big fight over something silly, you know. I mean, I know it's the death of a monkey. It's not, but you know what I mean. Like in the grand scheme, grand of, scheme what of things. No, I mean, hey, yeah. you know, like you, you, if you, if you can't question. <laughs> the death of one friendly monkey, then that's a slippery slope into you know, either Fulton's tyrantism or Velda's cannibalitism. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is why we walk the path, man. The why we walk no, the path we in, walk. In all seriousness, in all seriousness, it was a good moment because, uh, how, you know, the, 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 the hitman, drag artists, half-orc, and the spikiest drow in history ever managing a bit of conflict resolution um, in the jungle yeah. uh, whilst covered in weapons, both of them, um, mm. and stakes are relatively high, at least for one person. So, yeah, they... I was saying to drama is a little bit of a is a bit of a moment. Yeah, if, if only we yeah. could have each of these situations with a little bit of time either side. But unfortunately, yeah. in the world of fantasy, saving things and rushing around <laughs> trying to do things, you don't always get the luxury of time to break it apart. No, afterwards. no, yeah, quite quite often you're trying to deal with these issues whilst fighting monsters, or you know, like it's um, yeah, tough to do. You, you would not unpack if you had a day to yourselves in Kibway to unpack this. I guarantee you would not unpack this. You would find an NPC called Terry McFarts and go off on a side quest to get <laughs> custard. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's resolve our conflict by attacking this guy over here. He's a bad yeah. guy, right? He's a bad guy. Let's put him in a bag. Let's put him in a bag. Oh, we can put people in the bag now that we're back in the jungle. Or yeah. Oh yeah! The, the law of the bag is back in effect once you're out of civilization. <laughs> Just talking about how, how mature our characters are, how far they've come, and literally only episodes ago we were putting people in bags together for fun. Yeah, yeah. There you go. The, I mean, the heart of the, the the heart of darkness going into the jungle is obviously is a big theme, but it's like it feels like in recent in the last couple of months it's just been like a rolling treadmill of who is the darkest character in the party. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like and then Bubba's yeah. kind of just in the middle of it just trying to hang on in there as each week everyone is doing something awful like <laughs> Bubba's had some dark th- moments as well like Bubba's had yeah. some like let's just kill this guy moments I feel like- it's true it's true and I, I don't know if he's coming back to it but like literally I was like oh yeah Velda's dark moment when he hit someone with a jug <laughs> I mean I can't <laughs> help but feel that's on the the lesser end of the scale of, of terrible things that have happened. <laughs> I think like, maybe yeah, maybe the Danger Club are like dealing with their darkness by like projecting darkness onto Velda. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. like classic um, yeah. psychology, isn't I mean, it? It's yeah, like if I Velda feel bad, I'm going to make everyone else feel might, hate might be someone you know, hit someone with a jug, Scott. <laughs> That's what I do. And all this necromancy thing was ages ago now, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It actually genuinely was. Do you know what? It surprised me when I started thinking about it because it came up in uh, Danger Recall. And uh, it was like, oh my god, it was so long ago. The, the whole sort of like, also you know, try and sell a person thing. back when we were with the Bogards. Let's let's not, you know, let's yeah. not let's not wash arranged, our hands too swiftly. Arranged a marriage. Tried to mate. sell a life. So arranged a marriage. <laughs> That's um, 
Velda looking back on the jug thing now in the light of of Fulton's mad king ex- escapades and uh, and the the monkey murder is is very much like the British looking back at the Second World War and being like, yeah, that Indian mutiny stuff doesn't seem so bad now when you think about it in context, does it? It's, you know. <laughs> Jesus. Get ready for the uh, British tweets uh, to the Danger Club later on. Dan, British Empire of you know the mean? 1800s. Oh, we love to rag on Velda. And actually, it was genuinely, it was probably the right thing to do in that moment. Um, poor old Six. Um, even though it was horrific and terrible. You've done a lot of horrific and terrible killing of formerly beloved npcs in this but that is the uh, that's the horror of the slithering so that's why it's so important to solve it so let's pick up with your your journey through the jungle um as you head towards this haunted horrific demon city uh, where maybe you will find some of the answers that you seek so you've uh, you've survived your first day there we're not going to play out all seven days because i can tell you um that by uh, with one quick roll of a d20, I can tell you that it'd be really bad if something terrible happens now on, on the chart, <laughs> won't it? Uh, nothing happens on day two of the journey. You pass okay. safely uh, along the road uh, and okay. make your way through. You camp overnight again in the jungle. Uh, this time jungle. I put my bug repellent on Fulton, who looks horrific. Um, <laughs> and just like a, swe- a swelling mass of just skin and... Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bob I've, is literally flicking things onto Fulton now. I've just <laughs> <laughs> there's no more blood left in Fulton now. Yeah, all of you are a bit nervous because it definitely looked, apart from Bubba, who not, didn't meet him, but like it definitely looked like there's a bloat mage with you on the uh, on the Triceratops. <laughs> now. Uh, Fulton, you said you had four rations or something. Oh, <laughs> Oh, we're doing this in character. Oh, it's character shit. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. Um, Sorry, go, uh, go on. No, no, it's Yes, fine. I do. Okay, well, I give you the week, the other week's worth. Like, I'll give you an extra three just so you can get Thanks. through this week. Thank um, you. That's oh. all right. Oh, don't, don't eat. Don't oh. try not to chew too oh. much. Uh, if you don't want to blend it, I'll tell you what, I can I can chew it and then spit it into your mouth. I will not pull. Okay, Caragot <laughs> chews up jerky and uh, and cornbread uh, and dried fruit and spits Ooh, it into it, Fulton's it's mouth. It's like he's your bird child. This is so cute. Oh, Bubba, how does that make you feel? Uh, you know. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, Bubba, Bubba's kind of like, oh, fucking birds. <laughs> yeah. And then he starts looking around in the trees to see if there's any like parrots and uh, there is a you know, there is a parrot sitting on the uh, sitting on a tree nearby. Bubba's eyes just narrow at the parrot. <laughs> the parrot the parrot looks back at you and na- narrows its own eyes. Yeah, I fucking yeah, I see you, brother. It goes, ah, I see you. <laughs> oh no oh, I just no, realised that that's Carrigal's thing I'm sorry, sorry. Do, I, do, I that, do I hear that parrot <laughs> yeah it's yeah. my thing oh this uh, is... does Carrigal hear the parrot <laughs> I, I don't know does Carrigal is not normally there's normally one person in this party who rolls perception checks to uh, to join in scenes and it's not normally Carrigal yes. <laughs> 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 um, so at the end of uh, you, you journey through the uh, you journey through the jungle. The fucking parrot follows you for like half the day um, before it finally gets the head and backs off. 
guy. Um, just giving eyes at Bubba. Yeah. <laughs> just like, um, yeah. Until finally you... Uh, at the end of the uh, at the end of your second day in the jungle, as it is, uh, as night is starting to close in, uh, up ahead of you, by the side of the road, you see um, a building, like a stone building. It looks very, very old. The roof has collapsed. You reckon it was once a two-story building, um, but the roof has now collapsed in, and one um, a section of um, the wall facing the road has kind of fallen apart. Um, but it does seem to... There's a little bit of overhang of roof left over, and the trees are kind of growing around it, so it might provide some shelter um, that would mean you wouldn't have to use the cosy cabin tonight um, if you wanted to stop and inspect it. No, uh, wait, wait, no. Wait, just before we do that, just before we do that, Caragor has spent a couple of hours handing out uh, the gold that we made from the selling of the five gold bracelets and the eight ivory chess pieces. Just wants to get it out of the way now in case in, you know, uh, five minutes of game time we have to bribe a demon and no one's got any gold. <laughs> Sorry, I know it's really boring. <laughs> How much get was it? What? Well, I don't know. That's why I'm throwing it to Dan now. Um, oh, right. But uh, I don't know if we have to make a roll for it or something, but... <laughs> Uh, not not to sell stuff. No, it's literally okay. you just literally sell them for the for the value listed. Um, so the uh, the brace. Let's see. The your pouch was just cash. The five gold bracelets are worth sixty gold pieces each. So you might as well just wow. have sixty each for that. Great. Uh, and wow. the eight playing pieces are twelve gold pieces each. So get another twelve each, and then you've got another. 24 left on top of that. Do the okay, maths cool. on that as you will. So 60 plus 12 each. And then you've got another 24. And another so 72. 72, yeah. 24 divided by 5 is 4.8. So, yeah. There you so, go. Okay, so take uh, basically so 80. Gold and eight silver on top of the... Uh, cool. That's a lot of cash. It is not bad. So yeah. wait, how many gold what's was that the, together? Because I've kind of forgotten. 76 point something. 76.8. Yeah, point eight, oh, which point eight. is the silver pieces, yeah. right? Yes. Oh, I've got so much cash on me now. You can start handing them out to random people again, can't you, Fulton? Ah, uh, yeah. And then I'll be king. <laughs> king again. It calls to me. <laughs> Starts handing out gold to the mosquitoes. <laughs> Um, I'm they fall to the ground. I give some gold to the nightclub that's on my back for the insects. Tim, you in the yeah, yeah. You yeah. invest in the nightclub, they get some neon signs up. <laughs> a new dance floor, the lights up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Still won't pay their actor living wage. It's, no, it's yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, this building looks a bit spooky. I think we should just move on and camp in the jungle. In the jungle? In the jungle. jungle. In the jungle. What, rough? In the jungle. Yeah. In the jungle. Rough? In the, in the jungle. Because the jungle is massive. It's not, <laughs> no. actually, it's not actually what he says, but yeah, it's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, Carigal, can Carrigal from a distance mm-hmm. take a little scooby round it, a little perceptionally round it from a distance you, just to see what's going on? Hop down, uh, hop down from Spike. And you approach and have a little look in through the hole to see to see what is there. Uh, give me a perception check. Come on. Um, that is a 23. 23. Uh, so you, uh, looking through the thing, you can see that it looks like there was once a, it looks like there was a campsite here. You can see the remains of a fire. 
just through the doorway and you can see um, uh, some cloth laid out where somebody's kind of laid some stuff out and they'll put bed rolls down on it. It looks like there was a campsite here um, relatively recently, you reckon. Uh, you can also see there seems to be there seem to be some things um, there seem to be some things written on the wall inside, but it's quite it's it's hard to see it from out here. Mm. Let's just let's just carry on. I I relay yeah. that. Yeah, I agree. I relay mean, that to the club and go. Oh, things written on the wall. I wouldn't mind having a look, but no one ever writes things on the wall if they're good things, do they? You know what I mean? Not generally leaves, speaking. Nobody leaves bedrolls. They're well expensive. That's a perfectly good bedroll in there. Oh, we left all them bedrolls back at the grill <laughs> in that tent with the darts. <laughs> no, yeah, I think maybe we should uh, ignore this place. Uh, I, I don't think there's anything good for us here. No, but nah. it could serve as a warning. I don't think it's an ambush because they'd have sprung it by now when I got close, but um, it could serve as some kind of warning. If they've all gotten close to, you know, Demon City and gone mad or whatever, have been, and then they've just written things in the walls, the things in the walls might say things like, avoid this demon because my eyes are now melting out my face. Velda, have you got how like... How would he write that if his eyes were melting? Velda, have hmm? you got like a, 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 like a floating eye that you can send around into the thing that can see in... Uh, what it sees uh, in your eyes? Hang no. on, can't he you has, it's called gin. Like a... I can't, I can, yes, I can, I can do that with gin, but uh, not, not, no, not a floating eye. Oh. So actually... You know, can't you fly a bird around and see what's going on? I mean, I could ask a bird to take a look, but they might not be able to decipher the code because it's a bird. Yeah, Jin. Yeah, can Jin understand rudimentary linguistics and language and stuff like that? Rudimental? No. Not, rudimental. not Rudy I in the mentals. I, I can't oh, Rudy in the mentals. Okay, just So you can it. see via Jin? Yes. That's, Send that's, Jin in there. Yeah, it's not a bad shout, actually. Can do, if you'd like. Send Jin. Do it. Uh, all righty, then. Is this the first Let's time just... gin's been used in a, in a useful it, way? Yeah. First yeah, I set this up. I set this up a long time ago. Used uh, as a, they used, used him for a touch spell once, hmm. I think. Yeah. You sort of sent yeah, him across him a touch the room spell. to do a spell, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's it. He's been... He has. I, so. I do some looking into familiar powers for gin, because, um, like, familiars can do so much stuff although i don't think it's on path builder that's probably what i don't think it's got the options for it on path builder yet no and and the trouble is because i was obviously set this up and then embarked on an adventure path where it's not been very useful because i definitely don't want gin touching any blobs or anything like that you, know, you, can, change, um, you can change your familiar's abilities every day when you prepare your spells you can mm. you can swap out their power and they can do things like they can grant you extra spells they can um, you can use them as like the point to target spells from. There's loads of stuff you can do with familiars. Um, yeah, but um, well, for the moment, I would like to use the ability to share senses. You can do that. So you... I can do that. Okay. So you send Jin. I'll take him out of your coat. Um, now it's a bit. Just this is a bit pedantic, but I know that mm. uh, you know. Obviously, some of the dangerlings really care about being proper about these things. Uh, obviously, I can share senses, but I presume I'd have to tell Jim what I want him to do before I did that because it's not technically taking control of him. Yeah, uh, it is sharing his senses. So if I just did it straight away, I'd just I'd just be seeing Jim looking up at me, yeah. standing there, ooh, doing the doing the <laughs> like, what was his face, brand the broken uh, routine. Um, you wouldn't be able to tell him anything because you give you tell him things and the senses would go in through his ears and back to yours, and you'd just be talking to yourself through Jim. Yes. 
Um, no, you uh, can so still. I would like to instruct Jin as to what we want him to do. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, yes, I will sort of go so in there. Like. Um, wow, wow. So, like sending a little. You send the little drone in through the. Uh, into the. Uh, little the, drone? Such <laughs> a delight in making everything <laughs> Bomb so disposal crass. fox. Um, <laughs> You get them out of your. I was always oh, good because like, because you've got your little plushy fox, your little gin that you often have um, on the side. I always kind of in my head, he's always like this little thing, and it's like familiars are always like, oh yeah, I've just got it in my pocket, and we just take him out. But a fox is like the size of a small dog, so it's like this <laughs> big old fox <laughs> that he just pulls out of his pocket every now and then. Oh, I see. I see what you mean. Yeah, no, I tend to think he'd sort of like scamper around my legs, really. Ah. Um, just sort of rather than a, a pocket, because, uh, yeah, they're, they're fairly big. Yeah. Fairly big adult foxes. And when you throw in the bin bag that he's probably going through uh, perpetually, it says... Oh, yeah. So you... Uh, you ever thought of getting... hovering magical trash can next to him. We're just diving in, getting a bit of... Food. You ever thought about getting a papoose? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it could do. So you could strap uh, him onto your chest then, and then he could give you a nice little face lick whenever you wanted. Uh, well, this is true, except I'm not sure my back could take it, uh, to be honest, because uh, only, he's quite heavy. He's in your pocket before, quite a light little thing, isn't he? And besides, it'd be easier to drain that way, like you just have quicker <laughs> access to draining <laughs> when you needed to. Oh, right, there we go. There I, we I thought this had uh, sort of turned to something. <laughs> I, am serious well done, about the, I am serious about the papoose, though. Yes, of course you are. Goodbye. <laughs> <And I don't laughs> think- which way would uh, would he have it? If if it's would he have Jin facing in towards him for face licks, or would he have Jin facing out towards the outside so that he can see what's going on in the world? So many questions. Yeah, good, good, good question. Yeah. <laughs> so you send Jin into the uh, into the room uh, and look around, and you kind of you take a moment and you just attune yourself, and you kind of overlaid over your own vision because you don't you're not like possessing him, but like overlaid over your own vision. If you concentrate, you can kind of see what Jin is seeing uh, ahead of you, and you look around the room. Um, there are no particular sounds in here. There are there's the smell of charcoal. There's the smell of um, very old. But you've got like Jin's sense of smell, so it's very heightened. So you've got a smell of uh, of old cooked food and old firewood, like it definitely feels like somebody was in was in here. And you look around. Indeed, there are a couple of um, blankets laid out. There is the fire. The fir- there are no embers in the fire. The fire looks like it's been dormant for some time. And as you look around, you're able to look up at the ancient stone and see a message written. Um, written looks like relatively recently. It's not particularly faded. Um, it has been written in chalk on the wall uh, it is written in Mwangi so you will need since you don't speak Mwangi um, you will need a um, unless you took the feat to gain some extra languages uh, when you leveled up you will need a society check to try and translate it society check right let's give it a go oh that is a good roll uh, so that will be uh, 31 30 one um you have a look at it and you you sort of frown for a moment trying to make sense of the order of the words you're fairly certain it says run from the witch lights Mm. ominous all right anything else in the room um give me a perception check to have a little snuffle around with gin see if you can find anything okay a little snuffle snuffly ruffle 
Mm, that's not great. Now, I presume I'd use his perception. Um, you can use yours because you're possessing him. You're uh, okay. Oh, I could try and find my perception. Ah, oh, there we are. Uh, it's a 21. Uh, a 21. Okay, so you find a, uh, a half-buried leather knapsack near the uh, near the campsite. It's been kind of... It's underneath one of the blankets, but he pulls it aside and pulls the naps, drags the knapsack out, um, and you're able mm. to, you taste the leather on your tongue as Jin picks it up. Uh, I, in that case, I'd like to, to drag him to bring it back. Cool. And Because uh, I suppose, actually, I could speak to him via message, although I am concentrating to do this, mm. so I could sort of control him in that way. Yeah, so at least and he's got like a bit of a sense of what you... Like, you could literally call out loud to him, and he, he would, if you want to, um, and yes. he could hear you. So, yes, Jin returns to you with the knapsack and drops it at your feet, and you All kind right. of return well, your I, senses to yourself. So I'll snap out of it and, uh, yeah, pick up the knapsack and... Uh, nice oh, work, Velda. There is a message in there, and it says, Beware of the witch lights. Yeah, beware of the uh, witch lights. Was it yes. beware? But yes, I think it was, wasn't it? Avoid the witch Don't. What was it again? <laughs> run, run from the witch lights. Run from the witch lights. Run that's from right. the witch. That's yeah. what you said when you came out of your bubbly. By the way, your eyes go. <laughs> run from the witch lights. Your eyes go ginger when you do that. Go ginger. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> fox fur in your eyes when you do that thing. It's like the. God, could you imagine just furry eyes? Who are like? Um, who are the dudes in, in Game of Thrones that can do the? Uh, the well, they're called walks, aren't they? Walks, walks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Cavilda, like closes his eyes, opens them again. And he's just got bright orange eyebrows. Yeah. Right. So uh, yes, yes. What's in the knapsack? Uh, a deadly trap uh, that kills foxes. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> So inside the box, <laughs> inside the box, there is a, uh, inside the bag rather, there is a small dark wood music box carved with images of cavorting animals, which looks like it would be of value to somebody who uh, who values cavorting animals uh, and right. music. Um, there is a, uh, there is a Lenstatic compass. So it is a, uh, there is a compass in there. Uh, the compass gives you a plus one on survival checks to try and find your way um, in places. Decent, like a decent piece of kit. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a minor elixir of life, Ooh. a vial of lesser anti-plague, and a wand. Ooh, a wand! A wand. Uh, can I do a... Would it be a knowledge arcana check to work out... It's what an arcana check to know what it is. An arcana check. Very well. Let us see what... It, oh, for fuck's sake. Of course, that's one I, I bum. Uh, that's a 21. 21. Okay. Let me describe it. So this this wooden one, pale wooden wand is carved to resemble a thigh bone with metal caps at east e- each end. Um, ghostly tendrils seem to swirl around it every so often when you pick it up. For fuck's sake. (laughs) I can tell you what it does. Um, It has an activation. When you activate it um, once per day, you can use it. Uh, So you can use it once per day, plus you can overcharge it. Uh, Once per day, you can cast False Life at um, second level. uh, During the spell, during the duration... (laughs) wisps that resemble spirits flit and fly around you as long as you have any temporary hit points from false life so it basically you can once per day you can use it to grant yourself some extra hit points um the temporary hit points that will go on top of you and ghosts fly around you while you're doing it 
and um, as a uh, as a free action, while you have the temporary hit points, um, you can impart the frightened condition. Uh, oh, you end. You can end the false life as a free action at any point to impart frightened one onto a creature. You can just send the spirits out from you onto a creature. You lose the hit points, but the creature becomes frightened. Yeah, that's pretty creepy. That looks like a really yeah. wholesome, nice, uh, helpful wand there, Velda. What does it do? Well, it does. Uh, well, it grants a little bit of extra life. It's it's sort of like dancing lights, only it's more like dancing ghosts. <laughs> Are they real ghosts? No, Fulton. Do they, oh. do they hurt anybody? No. No, they are they are purely for show. They're spectral, but it could it could sort of you know give someone the willies, or whatever. Mm. Join us. Is your willy down. bone connected to your thigh bone? You don't have a willy bone, <laughs> right? Now um, uh, the other things we've got <laughs> here. To be fair, it's, it's having known Fulton, oh, I'm not gosh. sure about dwarven biology anymore. <laughs> I've got no idea what they are. I I mean, perhaps on the journey we could hear the story, as I'm sure there's an ancient folklore tale that you're you're dying to tell us about. We just never meet any dwarven dwarves that can, like, contrast any of these bizarre stories. None of them. We don't meet enough dwarves. Uh, uh, what's, we, what's the little box? That looks nice. Little box, yes. Uh, I suppose would it have been a. What would the check be for that, Dan? Um, have a. So I mean, is it magical? So it is not magical. Magic. No, you detect magic on it. You check it over. You're pretty sure it has no particular, um, has no particular sounds. It, when you open it up, it plays a beautiful melodious tune um, that Ross is now going to sing for us. Bing, dang, ding, dang, ding, dang, ding. Bing, bing, bang, ding, dang, ding, ding, ding. Ling, ding, 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 oh, ning, ning. La, bee, bee, dee, dee. Amazing. <laughs> Worth it. Well Thank done, you, mate. Ross. Well done. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, that, that was perfect. terrifying. That was tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> it is what creepier are the animals? than the wand. <laughs> What are the animals cavorting on it? Like, is it like two animals having sex, just twirling around as it, it is round? It is all of the animals, um, like <laughs> carved on the outside. It is, it is all of the animals enjoying each other's company in a myriad ways. Are they doing everything? They're doing everything. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember that book we found back in? Um, oh yeah, oh, where was it? That that fellow read that book. It was well rude. Was it horses oh, yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, I think it was horses. Oh, yeah. It? Yeah. <laughs> Equine. What happened to I think yeah. we gave it to someone as a gift, didn't we? As, uh, we gave it to someone. Did we give it to that we did with people it that... Did we give it to those people that we went to dinner to? I can't remember. <laughs> I think you might have, yeah. Uh, the Lords of Oh, Mets. yeah, we uh, bumped into that geezer, didn't we, in the street? Yeah. Um, oh, he really, he really liked that. Yeah, he was down with the horsey stuff. Well, we he was well into it, wasn't he? Keep this rude little animal really box so. as well. Yeah. Um, Can I... Uh, yeah. Would you mind if I held on to that? I really like it. Yeah, go for it. I think <laughs> yeah, I think I might like take the lens static compass. Can we just check who's... What survival score? I reckon that I, I've got a feeling someone's got a higher survival score than me. Can you... Don't you have a compass with your traveller's tools? This one is slightly better. So having a regular compass means you don't take a penalty on survival checks, but this compass actually gives you a plus one to them, so it's an upgrade. Ah, uh, thought you had a compass. I'm, I'm on sure plus, you had a 11, plus 11 for my survival. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, uh, survival's not my bag, I don't think. Let's have a quick check of my skills. Yeah, it's plus two. Uh, my survival skills. Wizard. Is your, um... Fulton... You, Survival's a wisdom-based thing. Is your wisdom insanely high? 
Uh, well, my name, my, I'm proficient in survival, uh, and I get a plus nine, and my wisdom's plus two. Yeah, right. plus nine in your wisdom. No, 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 no. My wisdom is plus two, but I'm proficient in. Um, oh, I see. In wis- in survival checks, okay. apparently so. we have the we have pretty we have the same survival score, but you've got way higher wisdom than I have. Um, <laughs> uh, so I I mean I don't I don't mind. I've got you can have it, Karaga. I, don't, I mean, we could just pass it around to whoever wants to make the thing, but I'll, I'll take it for now. Um, the elixir of life just reminded me that we did not get any healing potions before we left Kibwe. You don't need them. Don't worry about yeah, that anymore. I will heal I you. No, babe. But I've got a little spell as well, so you know. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, I like I have spells. I also my my like medical stuff. Like honestly, I can do like all four of you I know. at the same time. Yeah, that's an image. That's an image for me. Um, yeah, shall just... I take it? Because I'm always the one in combat. Yeah, all right. All right, thanks. Um, elixir of life. It's a minor elixir of life, I think. Oh. Uh, and uh, the other potion was something similar to an elixir or something, wasn't it? Uh, the other one was a it was a vial of lesser anti plague. Oh, that's going to be very useful. That could be very. Yes, yeah, it could be very useful. That one. Um, and you can whoever wants to carry that, go ahead. I'll t- I'll take it for now. Okay. All right. So, um, quickly, um, <clears throat> sidebar, little heads down about this. Um, think he either uh, magicy or uh, monstery. Um, what are witch lights? Let's all have a think about it. Um, can Caragor? I, I doubt Caragor's the one for this, really. But I'm going to make a nature check anyway. Give me a nature. Is it a nature or would it be Arcana? Well, I guess well, you can you can roll whatever skill you think is appropriate. I'm, I'm going to think if it's magical, uh, an Arcana check. Uh, it's an eighteen. I'm presuming someone else is going to have a little bit. It's probably occultism, I guess. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I could do that check as well. For my Arcana check, I got a thirty. A thirty. Okay. Um, you are not sure. You, neither of you are particularly sure. Can I got a nature check of twenty four. Twenty four, okay. Um again you're not you're not sure what a witch light could be in the context of, of something can, natural. I know uh, this is a slight thing, but they are differing fields. Can I then consult my occultism yeah, knowledge? You can and have a racket. You rack can make an occultism check. Just just sort of have a thing. And maybe it's sort of occultism, that's not a bad suggestion, mm-hmm. Caragall. Oh, it's not as good a roll. That's a twenty. It's a twenty. Just not sure. It's some, just, it sounds sort of familiar, but I just added like a Tengu law check. Uh, I did roll a natural twenty. <laughs> nice. So yeah, that's uh, that's thirty-one altogether. Thirty-one on a Tengu law check. I can tell you with that that the witch lights were a very very popular um, Tengu prog band um, <laughs> about twenty years ago, um, and their later catalogue is uh, questionable. Their politics came into it, and indeed, you should probably run from it. Uh, yeah. However, you don't know if this necessarily refers to uh, these witch lights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd be weird if it was them that they were talking about on this door, but like you know, maybe they were saying something like "run from witch lights." Um, from which oh, lights? Which lights? you should run from. So basically, in the night, some witches or something come out. 
They have these little search spot things, and we have to keep out of them. Otherwise, if they see us, they then fucking want to try and kill us. I, you, I, you can't. I, we're all trying to role play, not knowing what they are in real life, Ross. You can't. <laughs> a Fulton of all people can't work out what they are, despite having not made a roll. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I got it. I solved we're the mystery. To, doing role play round it. Stop it. <laughs> oh, I think it's le- leets, and it's just spelt wrong. Good, good. Leets. Yes, good, good. Well done. Yes, good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, whatever it is, uh, they're not around anymore. Although they must have had something bad if everyone left without the bad bed rolls and their nice, nice stuff. So I guess we've got to watch out for some lights. So I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, mm, I'm just wondering if there's another thing that we could. I mean, like, is it worth doing a survival check? Because if we can, like, it will help us to survive if we know what it is. That's not what survival. That- that's not. That's not what survival. That's no. That's, that's surviving in the wild. Oh, okay, right. Oh, we're never going to survive okay. unless we get a little crazy. <laughs> nice. It's <laughs> a banger. That's a great. It's such a tune, isn't it? Yeah. Tune. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Okay. Okay. Fuck it. Let's go. The place seems quiet. <laughs> so it is. So you travel on in that case. So you don't want to camp here. You want to? You want to move? No, on. no, we're going to. No, move definitely on. don't so want you, to camp near here. You ride on through the night. In that case, how long do you want to ride through the night for? Only a couple of hours, not long, long. Yeah, yeah just a couple of hours. Just in the morning. just shy of an exhaustion level, uh, yep. and That's comfortably yeah. enough away from the old place. Cool, and you uh, you settle down to uh, you settle down to rest for the night. Um, so. Uh, how are we how are we going to make our camp tonight? Uh, going to cabin up again. Cabin wow! Up. Who wants to join <laughs> me in the cabin? You can all uh, come yeah, in if please. you want. Yeah, it was quite nice. Stay, stay away from the bugs. Uh, Caragor's the tent man. I'm a tent guy. <laughs> As Caragor's like popping all the spots on Fulton's back. <laughs> oh, oh, oh God! <laughs> mm. So horrible. Oh, that one was yellow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh, I hate this. You, you settle in. What is uh, what's going on in the cabin while uh, with the other four of you, including nothing? Philippe? Nothing is going on in the cabin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shino is, is like uh, like reading some books. Uh, I don't know, like some stuff, some like communing. You know, communing. Bob is yeah, just tuning this, his instrument. Uh, that is yeah, not a euphemism. Thing. That is not a euphemism. Yeah, it's just tuning in his instrument. <laughs> He's having a strum. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, Velda's, Velda's been quite a long time going through all the papers and bits and bobs that we've accumulated because so this is a chance to actually sit down and do this. Okay. Because um, he, he hasn't had a chance. To, we haven't sat, actually sat down for a long time, for no. quite some time, because uh, yeah. we obviously end up walking to Kibway and, uh, you know, various other bits and bobs. So, yeah, he's kind of enjoying doing that. Nice. I imagine. You tied it- Spike up as well, just so, you know, you're not going to. Yeah, oh, yeah. Spikes. Oh. Spikes this. Yeah, okay, so just on that, Colin, how yeah. did you tie up a dinosaur? Hey, I didn't do it. This is up to Shania and Caragor. Yeah, no, I, just, I did I, I, it. Yeah, I'm not being, I'm not being that sort of sarky. Yeah, I yeah, just yeah, want to yeah. hear how we did that because have we got any chains? Or like ship? Well, no, I mean, no, I mean, we, we, we used this, 
the straps from the thing on the thing. You know, the straps that I strapped you with. Also, you know, De- yeah. you've seen yeah, those pictures. Definitely going to hold a full-size dinosaur. You've see, you seen those pictures. Just a tree. Hey, no, it's, <laughs> just, it's just, like... Just, the tree's gone. No, it's like <laughs> elephants. No, 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 no. It's like elephants. Like, when, when, when they're children, when they're, like, baby elephants, what they do is they have a very short spike. And it, mentally, they let them wear themselves out. It's really horrible, actually, but they, they wear themselves out. And so even, like, fully grown elephants, you have the same size spike spike but they don't try and knock it out because mentally they believe that the spike is holding them there oh so God. with spike we have a very small spike and he doesn't struggle because he's been so trained and it's horrible but that's i don't right, i don't want to do that the, the method spike, of things spike. But, um, you, but you didn't you didn't do it like the trainer of this this dinosaur did oh and no so, fantasy know. elephant riding no oh. um uh, is there, <laughs> I, I feel more in the way that you know we've seen those pictures of dogs uh, who have been left outside a shop and they're, they've been tied very loosely to like just a bit of paper or something but the dog believes that they can't go so similar in the spike method except they just trust that their owner has put them on a you know like a little lamp it's so funny it's yeah. something like the greatest illusion is the greatest prison is your own illusion something like that it's funny mm-hmm. um but i mean there's there's quite thick trees i mean i imagine it would be just a but, bit of effort i mean also i mean, also, I mean we have we've we've bonded with it me and you haven't we also he's, so he's also tired yeah he also sleeps yeah. and eats and wants to sit still and for we a bit. feed and we feed him so he's you know what i mean like he's like well i will stick with these people so. as we're in the cozy cabin though i'm talking about this about this system that they've created to keep dinosaurs you know at bay when they're big fully grown dinosaurs we and didn't I'm like, know what so dinosaurs like, were should- until a week ago but even still and I'm like so what what you need to do is like metaphorically in yourself like we've all got these these little stumps that we dig into ourselves when we're when we're children and we need to let go of them because they're not as big do you know what I mean like because you're trying to say that we can change we can let go of yeah. our little stumps and we can you know we don't need to hang on to those things we can break free of those when we get older is what i'm trying to say it's a little bit of like you know mindset in it i want to break free <laughs> <laughs> i, mm, I yeah, can't imagine I like the sound of that other other than i mean uh, if carrigal was a normal person he'd be having the worst night of everyone sleeping in a tent with horrible postulated Fulton but um, I, I can't imagine anyone's having a worse time right now than Velda tr- sitting here trying to do research while Bubba talks about dino- how dinosaurs relate to us while tuning up his instrument <laughs> just being like bing how is he not tuned after two hours like it's just ridiculous uh, <laughs> then just detune it and try and tune it to a different yeah. chord just yeah, over bow, and bow, over bow, 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 bow. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think this one sounds like, Velda? Velda will be team Same as all the others. <laughs> uh, can I cast Fireball? Uh, <laughs> everyone outside the cabin just sees... Yeah. <laughs> the whole, just all three of us go up in flames. <laughs> Come out all, all charred. Yeah. It was worth was, it. I remember in... Um, I can't remember if you talked about this. In, in the wonderful game Oblivion, you could make your own spells in it and you could make a spell that did zero damage or did like... Point one damage so it wouldn't really hurt anyone but had a range of like just a hundred feet like the maximum possible range around you and you could walk into a room and just tap the spell and every single item on the and everywhere would just go flying up in the air it's like that's the perfect velda spell just when people are annoying him he just casts a spell and everyone's shit just falls out of their hands (laughs) um okay so you settle in for the night um Fulton and Caragor, 
while you are sat in the tent um, about to go to bed, you become aware of a light outside the tent. There's just a, a warm orange glow starts to uh, just coming from one side of the tent. Um, and you see it looks like someone's shining a lantern at, right at the door of the tent. Can I get? Yep. Don't go into the light. Oh no, but now we've got, a, <clears throat> we've got do we depack the tent and then run from it in doing so exposing ourselves to the light or do we just stay here knowing that the light can't get through the tent? Yeah, we're, we're not in the light, so we'll be alright if we just stay in the tent. But, but then, I'm just going to hold Max. But then people were inside. Uh, oh no, those windows. They came through the windows, right? <gasps> the cozy cabin's got windows. Um, quickly, Fulton, message. Phil, ah, balls, Gorham's balls. Um, I'll, I'll cast message. Hey, there's a fucking witch light outside, lads. <laughs> you in the <laughs> cabin what? hear yeah. the yelling did, from? Did someone hit? What's going on? Uh, I think. Sh- I think should I get up? To look out of the window. Oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, there is a window. Shouted. There is a window. Yeah. You peer out of the window, Shania, you see outside the tent, and in front of it, you see a glowing orange ball of light hovering in the air outside it, um, which is just radiating light around it. It's hovering for a moment and it's just sort of approaching the tent flap slowly. Um, towards it. <laughs> Shit. Fuck. Uh, what is the it? witch lights? They, 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 they're gonna get in the tent. Get the fuck out of there. Go, go, go. She shouts through the door. She opens the door and says, Okay. Oh, she opens, uh, she opens the door and as you open the door, Shania, everybody roll for initiative. Oh. oh Should have no. stayed in the cabin. Should have stayed in the cabin. Ooh. Uh, uh Oh, can my can that shout have counted as a scout's warning? <laughs> yeah, go on. Everyone has a plus one. Oh, I'm gonna need it. Okay. Uh, and right. it's, it's perception, isn't it? Oh, it is perception. Yes, 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 yes. Unless you have another skill that you can you want to argue, you want to throw for. Um, bubble on hoops. Twenty six. Twenty six. Good one. Uh, Fulton Battlestone. Uh, 32. Oh, Velma. Rather extraordinary. A 33. Oh, I got a 19 on the die. I was like, I always roll badly for an initiative. Loving, like, the, loving these level ups. Uh, Caragor One Fang. 16. A 16. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. Shania Rain. 36. 36. Got a natural 20. Oh yeah. my goodness. Half nice. the party got over 30. That is <laughs> that is astonishing. Uh, and so it will not surprise you to know, Shania, you are the first one to uh, you yeah, are the first one to be able to act in this. So at the moment, nothing has changed. Like it hasn't just spun round, it hasn't, but like by opening the door, things have become time sensitive. So we're now right. in actions. So what would you like to do? Uh, dispel magic. Okay. So you uh, just shut the door. Let Caragor target one of them him. with a dispel magic. <laughs> two action. Two action spell. Right. Uh, you think so? Cool. Let me have a quick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Two action. Oh, I wonder. I wonder if that would affect. It's not a spell. It is a creature. 
Oh really? Yeah. So I'm wondering if you might be able to dispel a magical effect that is upon it. Um, you have magic behind a spell or effect. Counteract check against the target if you successfully counteract. Uh, it doesn't change. I. I think that in this case, because there's a couple of weird things that affect it, you cast the dispel magic. You target the creature. Uh, mm-hmm. You throw the magic at it, and you see the magic around it just—you uh, see the magic around it fizzle and die as it hits the creature. Um, the spell magic does nothing for it. You have one action left. It do- does nothing for it. it does what do you no- mean? It seem- the the dispel magic seems to do nothing to the creature. Oh, oh, okay. It doesn't do anything. All right. Um, right. Well, in that case, um, uh, I'm gonna. Um, I'm gonna um, activate Philippe. Okay. Um, activate. Activate. <laughs> Big old Philippe. Um, um, but um, I'm not gonna get him to do anything yet. I'm gonna like hold on to it so that next round I can sort of use him and just like can I like activate Philippe and like. Close the door. Uh, you can close the doors. Actually, you don't need to. Act. If you're not going to do anything, okay. then you don't need to spend an action. All right. In that so case, I'll just I'll, I'll I'll close the door and okay. go. You crap! 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 Okay. All right, Velda, you're inside the hut, dropping your books as uh, as Shania just runs outside, tries to cast a spell, and then slams the door shut. She did say that it's going into the tent or something, didn't she? Before we started combat. Yeah. Something yeah. like that, yeah. It's on its way to uh, the tent. Yeah. Okay, so the first thing I'd like to do is use an action to mm-hmm. message Caracol and say, uh, if you didn't hear that, the thing is entering the tent. It's actually coming in. I don't think you're safe in there. Uh, and then he would like to use an action to move over to the window, because he's mm-hmm. lying on bed, uh, and have a look himself. Can I then, having seen the creature, mm. kind of make another check? You can, yeah. I'm happy for you to make another check. What would you like? What skill do you want to roll against them? Uh, you rolled, so you you tried. I mean, it's uh, clearly magical, or it has magical properties. It, it has magical properties, but you did do a, an Arcana check on it a while ago, and and didn't get a uh, um, and got a very high number on it, and didn't know anything about it. Yeah. Um. I don't suppose society would have any bearing on creatures. Uh, it's not. A, it, you're pretty sure it's not. A, you're pretty sure that a, a glowing light is not a guy. No. Okay, I'm going to try cultism again. Okay, just try and see if I can get a better score on that because I, I a cultism a bit. check. Oh, okay, that is better. That is a thirty. A thirty. That is a success. Um, looking at looking <coughs> at the glowing creature, you realise that what you're dealing with is a will-o'-wisp. Um, Willowisps are malevolent um, creatures that live out in the forest. They're malevolent balls of coloured light that haunt forests uh, and lure unsuspecting travellers into danger. They feast on fear and death. So their goal is to make creatures afraid and then to uh, and then to feast on that fear. Uh, and nothing tastes so sweet as the fear of dying. Um, they can fly. They can turn invisible. Um, would you? Uh, what else would you like to know about them? Now, I'll give you a. Can I have a? Well, their weakness really. 
sort of okay. how, do we, how do we take this sucker down? The All right. Route. So they have, um, they are affected by, they're not particularly weak to, um, but they uh, they don't have any kind of immunity, any particular um, any particular weaknesses. Uh, but they are affected by uh, fairy fire, glitter dust, magic missile is known to be very effective against them, uh, and the maze spell. Um, but uh, you know that uh, magic as a whole tends not to be very effective against them. However, um, they are af- they are known to be afraid of the magic missile spell. Right. Uh... As I'm doing that, ah, I've got it. That's and I relay all the information to uh, Bubba. Mm, I don't. Sp- yeah, I guess I'm going to have to pull because that'd be a separate message. Can't to relay all that. Uh, so instead, I I say, Bubba, I think your your magic missiles would be particularly effective against this thing. So uh, yes, time to use your definitely magic spell. Definitely you magic. You got it. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, okay. Fulton Battlestone inside the tent. Yes. You can see the glow from outside. What do you like to do? Is the... So it's coming in from one side of the flap. Is there another flap on the other side? Uh, no, it's a single flap tent. Oh, balls. How many tents Also have known two as flaps? a tent. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> two hey, I tent. used to have... Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the Scouts, they used to have a two flapped tent actually to be fair we did used to have some old canvas tents uh, back when I was a kid and they were the proper like big wooden poles and stuff yeah. and they did open at both ends and also you had you two could- flaps they had two flaps. Two I flaps too. Tent. I too. When I was in the Scouts, when I was in the Sea Scouts in the Midlands, um, used to go camping with big old canvas tents that had two flaps, but they were six man tents. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hey, uh, I get up. I cut a hole in the side of the tent. Okay. And uh, run and then get Carriga and say, "Come on, Carriga, let's go into the cozy cabin." Okay, so you're... Uh, I tell you what, tell me which... Because um, i got a little map up at the moment. Tell me which side of the tent you want to cut the uh, thing... Uh, you want to cut it into east, west, or north. The witch light is coming from the south. The cosy cabin is kind of to the southeast. I will cut it in the east. You cut it... You cut a hole into the east and you jump through outside... Um, Okay, so you and you run, you run through the hole. Um, are you making straight for the cozy cabin? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> let's see. One action to uh, one action to slice open the tent, and then two move actions. Uh, what's your speed now? Twenty. It is. Uh, why is it in such a weird old place? Who really knows? But it's a uh, twenty feet. 20 feet. Okay, so with uh, with a move action, you're able to get to the door of the cozy cabin. Okay. I, I go, open the door! Open the door! Open the door! <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, I, the, it's correct You can I'm just wrong. open the door. It's There's not no locked. Lock. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, should I close yeah. the door? But I don't believe the cozy cabin. Yeah, yeah. Ah, ah, <laughs> just open the door, Falcon. Open the door! The doors labelled push, Fulton's pulling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Okay, so uh, those of you looking through the window, you see Fulton just come out and burst through the side of the tent and come running up and just start hammering <laughs> on the door. Uh, and then you look round behind him um, as uh, through, the space he's, uh, through the space he moved, 
you see another light just ignite in the air mm. as a uh, as a second will-o'-wisp appears um, in the air behind him. Um, turns around and looking back, looking straight into the light, you can see there's like a burning skull inside the light that is Ghost fixing. Raider. <laughs> um, Look into my eyes. <laughs> it, for its first action, targets Fulton with a shock uh, and shoots a jolt of electricity out hitting with a 34 ah that is a hit is it 10 over did you say for a like crit uh 10 over for a crit uh oh no it's my my armor's 25 now 25 oh thank goodness because the crit damage on that was insane you take 15 points of electric of electricity damage Oof. as it shocks you um, it then um, is going to um, uh, it then decides to uh, it's then going to try and make you afraid as if after it hits you within you turn around and it just kind of stares at you and burns uh, as it attempts to intimidate you it is a 23 against your will DC. That is your will save plus 10. Um, my will save is 23. Did you say will save plus 10, yeah? Will save plus 23 10. is what my will T- save 23 is. Meets, meets, meets Fulton. Beats. You are afraid. It, um, as it hits you in the back, you realise that your armour will do almost nothing against this electricity. Uh, and you realise that you can't get in through the door. And you're trapped against this thing as the creature bears down on you. It stares at you and you become frightened one. And then... Um, um, it doesn't need to do that because it's not lost any hit points so it shoots you again uh, while you are afraid and that's only an 18 so even with the penalty for being afraid it misses you you kind of get the axe up and it hits the axe um, M sitting sitting out on his deck just sees a lightning bolt come <laughs> through and destroy his new planter it <laughs> took me such a long time <laughs> um, to put together the, the creature bears down on you as a uh, as Caragor is inside the tent, Fulton, you are trapped with will-o'-wisps coming from all sides, it seems. You pin there, you look around, not sure where to go. Will Fulton survive 2020? I guess we'll find out because that is where we leave it for tonight. Oh. Hey, oh. 20, you mean 2022? We're going back two years. No, nope, we're going back. We're doing 2020. We're just going to keep repeating 2020 until we get it right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> This week's episode is made possible by our wonderful patrons. Specifically this week, it is Candice. Candice, thank you so much. I cannot begin to say the wonderful things that you have done for this show over the years, helping us get to where we are. Uh, and if you want to join Candice, you can as well go to patreon.com slash Podcast. It is our patrons that keep this show going, that let us do the things we want. So thank you from the bottom of my heart to all of you, and especially... To you, Candice. Cheers.